You're listening to Wait On Purpose Podcast, the show for single women who want to overcome emotional discomfort with being single, understand the fear of being alone, and transform it to self-love while celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. Each week, we'll explore topics on how to optimize your season of singleness and become who you want to attract. Now, here's your host, Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. Hey loves, this is your girl, Tracy Noel, and I'm here with another episode of Wait on Purpose. This podcast was created to empower women and overcome any emotional discomfort with being single, understanding our fear of being alone and transforming it to self-love, all while celebrating our season of singleness with joy, purpose, and passion. You see, I believe that single women will bring on massive growth and healing by focusing and optimizing the core four areas of her life, health, wellness, and self-care, finances, career, and entrepreneurship, interpersonal and high-minded relationships and partnerships, and most importantly, spirituality and her connection and relationship to God. So... Today, I am pouring into my interpersonal relationships because I have a treat for you guys today. And as I stated before, I wanted this podcast to be more than just what I've learned and what I'm going through or just my perspective. That would be extremely boring and, you know, I'm not that exciting. So although many of the things that I've learned has come from experience, I have also learned so much from other people and their stories and just how they show up in the world. So every so often, I want to introduce a powerful and phenomenal woman who I feel walks in her divinity and her personal power and just embraces her womanhood um, and optimizing her singleness. Someone who is building her queendom from all of the stones that may have been thrown at her in life, and she is doing it with grace. So I met today's special guest at work, but she is more than a co-worker. We've actually connected more from Toastmasters. And Toastmasters is an organization that operates clubs worldwide for the purpose of promoting communication, leadership, and public speaking, um, public speaking skills, actually. So my next guest, she's an inspiration to many. She's bold, she's brave, and she's wise. Wait, so she's like something like a BBW then, bold, brave, and wise. <laughs> so Valerie Smith is a visionary leader. She's a leadership and speech coach. Um, she's a, a business strategist and speaker who empowers others to become great within their strengths, communication, and leadership skills. She believes that everyone has a purpose here on earth. She is extremely ambitious to see individuals grow and shine. And her motto is true leadership is maturity. When you find out that it's not about me, it's all about them. So hey, Valerie, how you doing today, love? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy that you are here with me today. And what I would like to do is start off by asking you, what are you celebrating and proud of at this moment in your life? 
Oh, right now, what I'm celebrating right now is it's allowing people to shine. I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I can see that I really matured, that it's not about me and it's about them. And just celebrating people. And I did that today. Um, I do a lot of reflection. And so reflection is something that I do every Sunday. Uh-huh. And just speaking to people out there and just letting their, their story just shine out there. Great. I'm celebrating that with you, too. So we're going to get started. What is a visionary leader? A visionary leader is a forward thinker, is a hmm. person that's always looking for what's next. Okay. And I like to inform people what I see in the future. And when I'm doing my research and preparing people, because a lot of people are not preparing for their future. And as a visionary leader, we have to lead people to understand what are their gifts, what are their strengths, and what can they bring to the table. I love it. I love it. And like I said before, you know, we met through um, Toastmasters and, you know, I saw that leadership quality in you even at the job, but I saw it shine more through Toastmasters because you were the president of the club and you had so many other positions before it. So my question to you is what brought you to Toastmasters? It's actually a threefold question. So it's what brought you to Toastmasters? How long have you been a part of it? And what has it taught you over the years? Yeah, so what brought me to Toastmasters that it's so funny because I was a procrastinator. I was saying, oh, I'm a joint Toastmasters. Oh, I'm a joint Toastmasters. Never got around to it. It took like three years just to get there. And when I became HR for a credit union, we were looking for free speakers. And so Toastmasters came up. So I contacted Toastmasters, talked to Gary, and Gary told me all the benefits about Toastmasters. And his little voice said, hey, how, how about forget about the free speakers? How about ask him, how can you become a member? <laughs> so, so Gary told me to come down, he just one block away, and visit our club. And when I went, they believe in hands-on experience. So I got my first functioning role, which was a timer. And I had to explain what a timer was. And from then on, I was hooked to this group. And I've been in Toastmasters since December 1st, 2011. I've held, like you said, I have held various roles from VP of PR, VP of membership, VP of education, president twice, which was last year. And we became distinguished. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I mean, so many great things have came out of Toastmasters, um, such as the high performance leadership project that I did last year rolling out the new mentoring development program to help our members become better speakers and better leaders. And when you see a program that's just really functioning and is still going on and still being revamped, that's the greatest thing. And I mean, it has really impacted me um, to see myself through as a leader 
as well as an effective speaker. Um, I know there was a, what was the last question? No, what has it taught you over the years? Over the years, it's taught me to be humble, Mm -hmm. to learn from those who came before me in Toastmasters. Sometimes you can be a little bit egotistic because you've got all these different um, roles, Mm -hmm. uh, such as the different VPs, and then you got area director. But I've really grown from the bottom, and I gradually came up. To being a president, uh, a president of a club, and then being an area director, I was appointed from the district, mm-hmm. and then speaking on the conference floor. I mean, I never knew that starting in 2011, that in 2017 I'll be speaking at a conference. Yeah, uh, about social media and teaching people how to use social media, and so it was amazing about how I've grown in this organization and then being humble and learning and learning from everyone and that you don't know everything. That's the thing. You learn from everyone, from every club, from every district leader, and then you pass it along. You pay it forward. Yes. Absolutely. And I can see all of those things that you just mentioned. Um, I can see your humbleness. I can see just your, passion for Toastmasters and being a leader and being an effective leader, um, but also just kind of letting others, just knowing that you can still learn from others just as much as they can learn from you. So that's great, Valerie. Um, And I've had the pleasure, I've had the pleasure of hearing you speak. um, And I feel like you speak with such authority and confidence. So what is a speech coach and why would one invest in a speech coach? Like who are your typical clients? So a speech coach is a person that helps you design your speech Uh uh, from, you know, just making sure you're captivating your audience um, just with that first line. And then if you can capture someone with your first line, you have them. And it's all about persuading people to hear the message. And my client so far has been my club members. It has been employees at my job. And so I help people not only just with the message, but your movement. Some people are not even aware that they're kicking up their leg or they're scratching their kneecaps. I mean, (laughs) it's so amazing. People scratching their face. They just don't realize it because it's a nervous twitch. Yes. But having a speech coach, I mean, it helps you with projection mm-hmm. because sometimes you can, be, you can speak too low and then phrasing, you know, phrasing from one transition to another. But that it's so important to know how to put a speech together and design it and package it for your audience. Good. Yeah. And that's one thing that I do like about Toastmasters um, is being able to learn those concepts because you never know why you will need it. Like this is a prime example of why Toastmasters, you know, can work for me or you can be delivering a speech for your employer or speaking on social media. Like there are so many facets on why is important. So yeah, I think that they are very important. Um, and they and so are. Very important. Um, 
And something that I find very interesting about you is the fact that you play the flute and you have even taught others how to play in the past. Do you have future plans of getting back to that? And if so, what are your plans as a flute? So, so my plans for the flute, um, I'm kind of taking a little bit of uh, a different turn where I used to do individual flute lessons. Mm-hmm. I'm gearing towards master classes. Uh, working with university uh, private instructors to send their flutes to my master classes and then having a recital at the end. Because I just think that um, my specialty is tone development because even though a person can play fast on the instrument, tone is so important because I can go to a concert boring flutist, everybody's playing notes, (laughs) but no one has what we call passion and feeling when they're playing the instrument. So that's, that's the direction that I'm going in. Uh, And then also I play for weddings and, and restaurants and art galleries, you know, that background music uh, for those events. So I am open to that as well. Okay. And, and you know what, it's so interesting because you don't hear about black flutists, like you just don't hear about it. And so that's so amazing that it shows how cultured you are and how open-minded you are um, in in regards to that. And I think music is such a universal language. Um, It's like an energy that can uplift, empower, you know, anyone um, despite their culture or race or whatever. So just, I just thought it was so interesting to know that you played the flutist. I'm like, okay, that's so dope. So, (laughs) (laughs) and so where do you see yourself five years from now, Valerie? Five years from now, I see myself traveling the world, um, talking to people about the power of I am. Because a lot of people are lost today, and I saw that today when I was out and about, and people are in a survival mode right now. They really are not connected to themselves. They're just connected and all, okay, the next thing. And I believe that with music and empowerment, with speaking, and then writing books, because we know that everywhere we go that we travel, Of course, they can't take us home with them, but they can take something like a book that can empower them in their lives. Sounds good. And what's like a place that you like, you just have to visit Mm. in the future? In the future, I've been talking about this place for the longest, and that's Fiji. Mm. Uh, Fiji is just so beautiful. This is that's where Tony Robbins have all his retreats. Yeah, and I would love to go there because the people are so spiritual there, mm-hmm. and it's like no other. I was looking at a video, and they said if you wanted to be anywhere that's close to heaven. They said Fiji is a place. Wow. And yes. And then they have this place called the Namale Resort. Mm-hmm. And that was founded by Tony Robbins. Oh, wow. And, yeah, founded by him because he has all his different retreats. But it's just a beautiful place. And that's where a lot of your stars go 
to, you know, to recuperate and, and just relax. Yeah. And I would like, I would love to go there. Sounds like a plan. It is a beautiful place in pictures. It's just so serene mm-hmm. and the the, wa- the color of the water, the, the palm trees. It's just, yes, it's, I agree. It's a beautiful place. Well, yes. hope you get there. You know, Groupon might have a deal on it. You know, we have a deal <laughs> on everything else. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, so I asked you to choose five random numbers. Um, and those numbers actually correspond to specific questions that I have here. So here they are. The first question is, what do you want your legacy to be? What I want my legacy to be is that what I want to leave on this earth is strive for leadership. And I just want to leave books. I want to leave recordings where people can go to. And that's something that I'm working on right now because I really don't want to leave anything undone Mm -hmm. because we all can talk a good talk, but however, what is the legacy? What do we leave for humanity so they can grow and be effective in their lives? And I would like to leave that here. And then even my music, mm. you know, I have this great tone. What can I tell them? How can they become a better musician? Even if they don't play the flute, what will make them a better musician to connect? And everything is all about connection from leadership to music. Everything has a connection. And a lot of people think, oh, you went to school for music, but why are you doing Toastmasters? But people don't understand that communication is universal. Yes. It's very universal. I agree. I agree. And, and what's your greatest accomplishment so far? My greatest accomplishment so far has been, I'm going to tell you, it's been all around Toastmasters. And <laughs> I finally got my distinguished Toastmasters plaque yes. on Friday. Yes. And I, I will say that was, this has been the biggest accomplishment because I knew I would get it one day. Everybody kept asking me, you know, when are you going to get your DTM? I said, I don't know. But now that we're getting closer to 2020, I will be awarded that. Um, it's, it's like a, a, a award that, that, you know, like a necklace with the with the recognition that you got your DTM at the conference next mm-hmm. year. I yep. cannot wait. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and I was so proud of you to even learn that about you. And not only that, but the fact that I was a part of a club that received distinguished um, Toastmasters club or presidential distinguished Toastmasters club yeah. since 1988. And it was a black woman who made it happen. So I'm like, woohoo, woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was so excited. I, mean, I was so excited first... for you too. Oh my God. My second round is being president and we actually got it. Yep. Goes yes. to show. It goes to show. Um so what are your priorities and how have they changed? over time my priorities right now is one is family first mm-hmm. um putting family and god first at, at all times and then my skills 
Um, my life skills, those are very important. I keep those polished um, because every Sunday I do a reflection. Um, that is a priority of mine every Sunday to figure out where I'm at financially, where I am spiritually, um, am I following uh, within the guidelines of making sure that God is first in everything I do? Yes. Because we do everything based on, okay, I'm getting up. This is what I'm going to do. But we never ask God, this is what, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? That's right. Um, and, and we're wondering why we're running around in this rat race. And I've, I've done that. I have. I've been in the rat race. And I'm tired. Yeah. And so I said, no. I talk to God all the time. And I ask him, how do I deal with everyday stress in life? And the voice said, read Proverbs. Ooh, the Ooh, book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is deep. It's deep. And when God speaks to you in your mind and you weren't thinking about it, you know it was the Holy Ghost. That's what my daddy said. Yeah. And he always said the Holy Ghost always gives us what we need. And, um, and I always listen to the voice. Yeah. And that's, and it's so powerful that you said that is because I can relate to that like as far as priorities I call it like a treadmill life I used to like have this treadmill life just running running not going nowhere <laughs> yeah until I had to learn it's all about just being you know like mm-hmm. doing doing is like this masculine energy right you know we do yeah. we do we compete you know we're everywhere when but when I start embracing my feminine energy with just, just being and collaborating yeah. and planting a seed and watering it instead of planting that seed, then trying to plant that seed and then trying to plant right. that seed. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm learning is, because I can be all over the place with different projects, I, I've learned that less is more and whatever I'm doing there has to be some type of connection or relevant to it you know relevance to it and to just be just sit back and let the harvest come right exactly and that's right I mean you you nailed it right there I mean yeah. it's so important to have focus it really is because if you're not focused it's like people don't take you serious that's true. And and I like what you're doing and you know, the empowerment for women and and we need that because like I said, everybody is in the survival mode, but they never think, you know, okay, what are my priorities? Mm-hmm. You know, putting God first, family, finance, your spiritual being, all yes. those things. And then it comes to being present because I I practice mindfulness as well. And that had taught me not to be reactive, but to be proactive. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. And what are the primary components of a happy life to you? Oh, the components of a happy life is one, being happy with yourself. Um, we always looking for other people to, to make us happy, mm-hmm. but if you can be happy with yourself by going to a movie, um, going to the park, reading a book, I mean, those are the things I find happiness in. And then you can share that with other people like your family and your friends. 
Yeah. It's it's so it's so great that you said that because my last person, the last woman that I I spoke with and interviewed, um, she had the same question as you, and she said pretty much the same thing. What's the the primary components of a happy life is self care, self love. So pretty much just being happy and pouring into yourself because what that does it you know it eventually pours out to everyone else the more you love yourself the more you kind of love other people so it's 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 really powerful that we think that way and and it's it's the truth so and to kind of like just kind of lighten it up a little bit if you could have one superpower what would it be and why oh one superpower oh wow if I had one superpower, it would be the power of I am. And you know what that is? It's the that I want people, the power of I am is that I want people to reach within themselves and show the real, the, the true meaning of themselves. Okay. Because I feel that people are really, it's a facade. They're not, they're not being who they really are. And I really will want that to shine out there in the world and just pull it right out of them. <laughs> <laughs> just pull it. Stop being something that you're not. You know, but, I, I want to know, know the real you. Exactly. But I think that we all actually have that superpower then, you know what I'm saying? Because I think it's through our experiences and how we show up and how we shine our light. It gives other people that type of permission to do the same. Um, and, and I think that, you know, when people see that you're standing in your truth and you're standing in your, you know, in who you are and shining your light, it lets them know like, hold on, maybe I can do, let me shine my light too. And I think that, pulls that out of them as well so yes. I think you probably already got that superpower girl you want to choose yes. another one? <laughs> oh, okay no, I'm guys, just uh, I'm just up, uh, guys let me see I'm, I'm just always trying to be I love being Wonder Woman you know <laughs> you already got that superpower oh my god so you said another one? no I'm just kidding I'm just kidding you oh, can you keep <laughs> cause you know I got the speaking power <laughs> You got you know, that one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So I'm yeah. going to get a little bit serious with you. Okay. Why are you single? Why am I single? What I'm looking for the right person in my life. I want someone that's spiritual, mm-hmm. one that likes to enjoy life. I'm not too big on a lot of games. Um, and and that's it. I'm really grounded. I think because I'm older, it's not really bothering me that I am single. Mm-hmm. I know that one day that man will come. Not saying he's going to drop out of the sky. Right. I know I got to get out there and do my due diligence. It's yes. just that I've just been focused on the leadership part, you know, taking care of family, not even paying attention to it. I'm being honest. Yeah. You know, I never even put it as a thought that that I was single because <laughs> I know I am, but, um, but it just, I'm not one of those, those women that get hung up about, Oh, I'm single. I don't have no one. You know, yeah. I know that one day it's going to happen. Yes. 
And, yeah. and I think we share the same sentiments. I think that when you are so full of purpose, then uh-huh. you, you really don't have any qualms about being single because you're so focused on your purpose and, and serving and, and pouring into yourself that, you know, eventually, um, that person is going to come to you. And, you know, I've been, you know, practicing abstinence for over three years and I'm like, how the heck did I, like, when, where? <laughs> Why? Like, how did I, how, how did all that time go past, especially with me? Like, oh my God. But when you're so focused on something and I, and I'm like, okay, well, I know I'm not ready for a relationship because I'm not who I want to date. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not who I want to date. I got so much things that I have to heal within myself that it would yeah. be fair for me to bring that to the table with a man. You know what I'm saying? So, right. But you know, but you know, that's all good. Um. So, so what do you think is the hardest thing about being single? Then, um, I don't think it's. Too, I think a dating scene is a little bit. Um. I don't know. It's not the same like it used to be. People used to go out to have a good time. Um, I think that everybody's expecting to be in your bed in one day. And I'm like, you know, you just need to chill out just for a little bit and just get to know a person for who they are. Because jumping too fast, you know, putting too many fires in the iron, you know, whatever, the irons in the fire, Mm -hmm. I think that people just need to slow down. Yes. And get to know one another. And that's the thing I find that's hard on that part. But being single, period, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Because my thing is, something that you don't have no strings attached. It's just that, you know, you're free to get up and do whatever you want. And you're not sharing your space with someone. However, I know that if I did share my space with someone, you know, I know that when God puts somebody with you, you know, you're both going to have a good time. Yeah. And you, you're going to go out to dinner. You're going to go to concerts. You're going to, you know, whatever the other person likes, even if it's traveling. Um, but I enjoy my single life. If I'm being honest. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, and even during this time of just this abstinence, it, it has allowed me to really like get to know a man and not rush into this sexual encounter with him, you know, mm-hmm. because before you know it, you're, you are emotionally attached and then there's no way that you can get from, you know, from that um, if the relationship is not what you want. So just being single and abstinence has allowed me to actually date men and say, you know what? start listening to my spirit of discernment, being more aware of the red flags and just cutting it off before it can get any further. So exactly. That's very good. Um, and what are you most grateful for? Uh, one thing that I'm grateful for is for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love my mom and dad. I'm so grateful for them. The life lessons that they have taught me as a child, um, spiritually, family, all that great stuff, knowing who I am uh, on a family uh, basis, Mm -hmm. and then just being alive, you know, just being alive again, because I always heard that if you wake up this morning, it's a gift. Yes. 
And so when it's a gift, you got to share those gifts, like Miles Monroe said. He said, because tomorrow is not promised to us, you know, and I would like to live my life like it's my last. And like today I gave to a family. I saw a lady, she was hungry, you know, we was at Navy Pier, and I saw her little son, he's all excited, that he's going to get some Mickey D's, and she couldn't afford it. I ran after her. And I said, you know, ma'am, I said, do you want to feed your son? Do you want to have lunch? She said, yeah. I said, come on. I said, let's have lunch together. Oh, that was sweet. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, the little baby, you know, he's all excited. Because I know that feeling as a child, you know, when you go to McDonald's. And so I just think that giving family is very important to me. Extremely. Extremely. And what did your last relationship teach you? My last relationship? Mm-hmm. With who? I'm sorry, with the guy? Yeah, with your last relationship. What What do you feel like it taught you? Well, what it taught me is that this le- the last relationship I had is that you don't want to be selfish and not to play the blame game. That's the type of person you was. And I think that you can step away from a relationship without saying it's over. <laughs> That's it. Because people think that you have to have this conversation with a guy and say, I got I to gotta have closure. No, your closure is walking away. <laughs> walk away. Because when you walk away, you, you show a maturity. Yeah. You show that you love yourself. And you don't have to be hung up on some guy who treats you like a second-class citizen. If they don't want to feel, if they don't want to touch you, they don't want to touch you in public, they don't want to kiss you, they don't want to be affectionate, just walk away. Yes. There you go. And And let it go. And let it go. And something that, um, I don't know, somebody wise, I'm always listening to different things. So it was somebody (laughs) wise who said, you know, we're so hung on trying to teach people how to love us. Mm-hmm. But she said something like, you, you know, if someone is not capable of loving you the way that you need to love you, you don't have to teach them. You just have to leave because they're not capable of giving you what you need. So I thought that was, I thought that was so profound. That is, that's really, you know, that, that's really the, the whole key yeah. to life. You know, and I mean, don't you have to be like a relationship with the guy, you know, it's just people in period, you know, people who say that you're a friend and then they hurt you. And how can you call that a friend? Yeah. You know, you just have to walk away. You pray for those people and, and then you just, you just keep your sanity. I think your sanity and your spirit, I found out about your soul. Your soul speaks to you. And, and then when you hurt it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to talk to your soul and say, soul, I'm so sorry about what I put you through. And I did it one year. I told my soul I would never, ever put you through that again. You know, yeah. either with people or with sickness. Because sickness also your soul can feel. And I'll say I would never put you through that again. And I never did. Yeah, that's, so, that's powerful because I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then you, you have to also just, I think that we do stay in this, like 
today's society is like a the cutoff generation. Like people are really quick to cut people off. So I think just oh, yeah. just having that discernment on okay, who do I want to work on this with? You know, because I know people are going to make mistakes and they're going to hurt you. That's just part of the human experience. But being mm-hmm. able but being able to discern, okay, who am I going to work this out with and who I'm going to just leave. I don't even want to work it out with them. It's not even worth it. You know, I think that's also important as well. Yeah. Um, and so, so how do you pour into yourself? Like, you know, like how do you practice self-love and self-care? You know, how do you pour into that internal cup? Yeah, so for me, you know, for self-care, I'm always looking for different things to do. I mean, either it's like reflection time um, and like massages. (laughs) I take myself to dinner. Um, I have my favorite cafe that I go to that I treat myself every quarter all the time. And because I believe that, you know, we work so hard. And but we do less for ourselves. So I tell people either it's a pedicure, a massage, a half a day spa time. Um, but I do believe that every, like for me, every Sunday is reflection time. Um, it's just being grateful for, you know, who I am, um, take myself to dinner, uh, see where I am spiritually, see where I am financially, how's my relationships with people. I look at the whole the whole spectrum. Okay. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Sounds good. And who is God to you? God is he's he's everything. <laughs> uh he's he's everywhere. Uh he's he's right here in, in, in my living room. And he always guiding me, guiding my footsteps. Uh, he's a spiritual being. He's the creator of all. And I love, he said that I am that I am. I am that and I am. Yes. I, I don't know what it is, but he has put in my heart to, to, to help people to find that who are you? You know, and because he's the creator and he sent us down here for a reason. Yes. Uh, not for all this craziness that you see in the world. But but God, he, he's amazing. Yes, he's everything. He's everything. <laughs> everything and everywhere. Yes. So one thing that I like to share with my listeners, you know, I break up the the core, um, the four core areas of your life that I feel like we all as single women should be pouring in and trying to optimize to grow and develop. And one of those um, areas is finances, right? Um, I, yeah. think, I think that it's very important that we become great stewards over our finances. So I like to share with my listeners, like really, um, what you know, like small ways, because I'm not like this financial guru. I'm still working on my finances as well. But just like small ways to earn, save, and grow your money. So can you share one way that you either earn, save, or grow your money? Yes. So I always believe that there's a way to to grow your money and and multiply. Uh, One way is is selling. Me, I love jewelry. If you find something that you like, Mm -hmm. uh, like me, I used to sell on eBay. 
And okay. eBay is just a great place where you can earn extra money. Uh -huh. um, and so, you know, while you're sleeping, you know, you just take a picture and you just put how much quantity uh, of, of that item that you have and you just sell. Um, so whatever you're, you're good at, I always tell people, whatever you're going to charge, say if you're a speaker and you want to have an event and you charge $20, you find a place that's, that seats a thousand people and you always set a goal. Okay, I want to make 20,000. Okay, you've got a thousand seats, you charge 20 and see so you got your 20 grand. Yes. So that's having multiple streams of income, especially that, yes. passive, that passive income is very important. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. And what's one thing that every woman should have? A budget. A budget. I love it. A budget. Because my thing is, is that you need to know where your money is, is going. Yes. And I've been there before. One year I did a budget. And I looked at my expenses too. So we can have a budget, but we also have to look at our expenses previous. Yes. And I say that my expenses alone was $600 and half of that money came, was spent at Starbucks. Yes. <laughs> 300 something dollars spent at Starbucks and I could have had six shares of stock. Oh, that's, that's a good point. That's a very yes. good point. So we spent a lot. I think me, I, I was more like an emotional spender. I, I like, pew, pew, you know, and then you don't have nothing at the end of the week yeah. or the end of the month. And so I'm just learning that you have to save. You have to save. And, you know, if you can pay all your bills and still have a little bit at the end, please make sure you're part of that budget. And that's what my mom had always told me. She said, make sure you set an allowance. Don't have to be a big one. It could be $20 uh -huh. starting out. And then you just grow each month and by adding more to your allowance. I like that concept, actually. That's mm -hmm. a good concept. Um, and so when you feel like giving up, what keeps you grounded and what helps you to keep going? Because I know there's a lot of people who you know, they, they, they give up on the first sign of failure when failure is a, the, the most important component of success. Um, mm -hmm. but, but, but like, how do you stay grounded and keep your head in the race when things get tough for you? Yeah. So when things get tough for me, I go to YouTube. And so <laughs> I listen to two people and that's Miles, Dr. Miles Monroe. Powerful and TD Jakes. Yeah. Those two are the ones that keep me grounded because, I mean, I can get like, not what you call distracted, but because I trust people so much and the words that come out their mouth, you know, I, I mean, I can really, if I really want to tear right into them, I could. Mm -hmm. But I believe what's happening is that as I'm posting 50, I'm getting to a place where I'm centered where I don't want to go there with people that's negative. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd rather be grounded because I'm a leader. I, exactly. I can't go down. If I'm going to speak to you, I have to speak to you as a leader. Cause my mom trained me to be a leader as a, as a girl, a little girl. And she said, if you're going to be a leader, you have to sound, you got to act, you have to be it. That's right. Yeah. 
So that was that was great. Um, and to kind of like end this conversation on more of a lighter note or more of an inspirational note, everything you said was profound and inspiring, um, by the way. But I have like this part of the interview that I call put inspiration on it. And what I do is I just kind of throw a random word out there to you and just mm-hmm. want to see how you can spin this word into something positive and motivating for our listeners. So are you up for that? Yeah. Okay. So your word is music. Okay. Music. Music has a rhythm and rhythm is life. It always says that you have to start your day with a rhythm because if you don't have a rhythm, that's the way your life is going to be. It's just going to be going downhill. It's going to be flat. <laughs> it's not going to be. It's not going to be like the music that's like pumping songs. Not at all. So I always say that every morning have a rhythm. Figure out where are you in that day. And make sure you start your day like the rhythm of the drum. Woo, go, Miss Toastmasters. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I love rhythm, honey. I know that's right. Me too, girl. It just sets the tone for the day. It does. It's just a beautiful thing. And people can tell when you walk in that door. Yep. When you walk in a room and, and it shines and everybody sees you, you know your rhythm. It's on oh, point. yeah. That's it's right. Point. Well, that was beautiful, Valerie. Thank you so much for connecting with me. It's been a pleasure getting to know you more. Thank you. And thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. And so you have it. Um, thank you all for joining me again for another episode of Wait on Purpose. And remember, This season of singleness is for a purpose. So I hope you find it and I hope you continue to walk in your true divinity and personal power unapologetically. Love, peace, and light. Bye. Love this episode on Wait on Purpose? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time. See you.